Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome everybody to Cutscene Saga, the podcast where we dissect and discuss the stories in video games. We're kind of like a book club. Each month we choose a new video game and gather some friends to talk about it. This month we are talking about Dragon Age Inquisition and I'm joined once again by the lovely Jenna, Jenna Burbeck. Welcome back Jenna. So last week we talked about the plot of the game. Yes. The week before we talked about the setting of the game. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't listened to those episodes, head back and listen to those. Because today we're going to be talking about the characters. Yes, the many, many characters Just of so Dragon many. Age Inquisition. Just yeah. so many. Like like if Game of Thrones was a video game, maybe it is somewhere. Oh, it's a telltale game. It is a telltale game, yeah. yeah. I suppose, I guess. But if uh, Game of Thrones was like... The same kind of game is Inquisition. It might have similar casting requirements. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And I mean, they're very well cast, the characters in Inquisition. Actually, sorry, flip that. If Dragon Age Inquisition was a TV show oh, like yeah. Game of Thrones, it may have the same casting requirements. I kind of got that a bit yeah. skew if in my head. But yeah, it's that kind of level. Like there are layers of cast. Mm. There's kind of, um, yeah, it's kind of like a ripple like there's the ones in the middle and then there's the circle around that and the circle around that yeah. and you get kind and of right to the edge and there are the, the random people that you just trip over on the pathways. <laughs> but but just yep. in from that there are the people who um, do kind of just yeah. like, have a slight impact like you've got yeah, Scout like Harding. Quest givers and, and yeah, yeah. But, and they, they all have names and they all have personalities yep. and yep. yeah, for sure. I love it. But anyway, so the... The, the central character, the most important character we need to talk about mm-hmm. is the, the Inquisitor, the Herald. Yep. Yeah. Player character. So, I mean, this one, um, I feel like you get possibly even more character creation choice than you ever have before. I mean, Hawk has to be a human from Lothering, you know. Yep. yep. Yeah, well, actually, I I actually find that you had more choice in Origins mm. and then they restricted that choice right down to almost nothing for DA2. Yeah. So they've actually found, I think, something in the middle. Yeah. Um, where you're, if you want to be a human, you have to be Trevelyan. Yeah, true. You know, true. you don't have a choice of being noble or common, mm-hmm. um, which is, it's fine, I guess. Um, yeah. You know, as long as you don't hate the backstory that they've created <laughs> yeah. for the human because you don't have a choice. Um, Lavellan, I think, is a popular choice, mm. particularly if you want to romance Solus. Yeah. Um, um, I, I was a bit disappointed that you can't be a city elf, that you have to be Dalish. Yeah, but I do think in Sarah they've really represented that True. kind of, you know, non-Dalish elf um, quite yeah. well and, and quite she differently is, in, she is, in a refreshing way. So. She's like hardline non-Dalish elf. Yeah. She's as far from a Dalish elf as you can get. For sure. Um, um but, yeah, the Inquisitor, you do get the choices and you get some newer choices that, yes, you don't get in Origins, mm. like your, your like favourite. The Canari. Yeah. I love the Canari. Well, I love the Talvashoth. Like the actual Canari religion. Yeah. 
that whole you system can leave of that, that, leave that, that right terrifies me. <laughs> it's horrible. But I think that that is part of what makes them so interesting yeah. that they have this very strict, very fascist kind of mm. system of government and religion. And then you meet these ones like, well, I mean, I was going to say like Iron Bull, but Iron Bull is Canary. He is, yes. he is. Salvashoff. Yeah. He, well, he's from the Ben Hasrath. He's, why do we like this guy? I know. And we do. We will talk we about do, this. We do, yeah. And like, that's why he's got such a dumb name because he had to invent one for himself. Yep. And yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you can be human, elf, dwarf, or Canary. Mm-hmm. And if you're any human, you'll be noble. If you're any. Yeah. Elf, you'll be Dalish. The only one that makes a bit of a difference is if you're a mage. Often there's a bit of a, a difference in the backstory, particularly oh, based on your race. Yeah. Yes, yeah, particularly for saying. the human. Because um, if you're an elf mage, then you're a Dalish yeah. mage. You're not like a you're not from a elf circle circle yeah. mage like say Fiona. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, which is quite interesting because my the current play the current character I'm playing as is yeah she's a pro circle circle human. mage yeah, yeah a human mm. from the Ostwick circle, which is why she gets on with Vivian so well. Yes, yeah. they are twinsies. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I do think the in terms of appearance, there's a lot more variability than there has been previously. You yes, yes and no, because there are a lot of options, but I don't feel that there are a lot of good options. Mm, true, yeah, there's the, about three hairstyles I usually go to. Yeah, 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 there's, yeah, literally, like, you're right, there are only a handful that I would do. And if I try a new hairstyle and I'd play up to Haven and decide I hate it. It's off to the Black Emporium mm-hmm. to choose one that I chose last time. <laughs> um, yep. But, yeah, and eyes and lips and I mm. just tend to choose the same ones. I think there are limited options for what I consider to be good sure, eyes sure. That, that aren't really cartoonish. Yep. Um, yeah. I mean, the, I did I did quite like, particularly in the NPC character design, They there's a lot less in Inquisition of that kind of sameness. You get a little bit of it in Origins and you get a lot of it in like Mass Effect where all the people have the same kind of look to them. Yeah, no, Um, you're right. But I think Inquisition breaks away from that quite well. Yes. Um, Which is why I sort of think, well, if there are so many options for the way other people look, then why don't we have those for characters? Yeah. Um, Because I kind of feel that if it's possible to have a character look like that, like I should be able to technically to I, I think that, yeah. I should be able to make uh, a warrior that looks exactly like Cassandra if I yeah. wanted to, like, <laughs> but, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a game designer yeah. and I feel that someone, if anyone from Bioware was listening, they would be like, this girl has never designed a video game. She does <laughs> not understand. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but there's what there's what we want and there's what we got, mm. and I think I think what we got is it's pretty good, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's some options that we never had before that I quite like, like the um, female dwarves can get a little bit a little bit of chin fluff, a okay. little bit of a beard. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, um, I don't normally play dwarves. Yeah. Um. So I didn't really explore that very much. That's yeah. cool. Which That's was it was particularly cool seeing as there are literally zero female dwarves in Dragon Age Two. They just they don't exist. They're all men. Ah, yeah. I did not. It's bad that I didn't notice that. And uh, I have to say, I'm kind of glad they've leaned away from that very cartoony style they went to in Dragon Age 2. Mm. Like the elves looking very alien, very yes. insect-like. Yes. Um, good and some some bad bits, mm, and, you know, generally yeah. good. Generally good. Generally good. And so then, I mean, 
your character is fairly set. You don't, you know, you make a few choices along the way and you get some flavor differences depending on your speech, what yes. speech you choose to say. You can be American or British. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but generally, your character is is your character. They're yes. the same no matter what. Mm-hmm. You know, I know it's because, you know, that's how they make a video game. Mm-hmm. But it did. I did feel a lot more in in Origins that you could be a, quite a different person depending mm. on, on what you do mm. and yeah. what choices you make. Definitely. Um, but, yeah, so then I guess like like using your sort of bullseye analogy, so we one level out from the Inquisitor, we have most importantly would be Corypheus, the villain. Yeah. Yep, definitely in sort of as, as you pointed out in the last episode last week is that it's in a way the way that he behaves in recruiting mm. is almost a reflection of the Inquisition recruiting allies I suppose and manipulating events through his allies yeah essentially and so we pointed out that Corypheus is quite distanced from the plot in the the real meat of the game those two main quests in the middle that he lies the abyss and wicked eyes and wicked hearts so with the wardens or the Elysian court is that Corypheus doesn't turn up no like yeah, his like, dragon does in He Lies the Abyss, but doesn't. Uh, yeah. I mean, like dragons, we, yay. We meet him like twice in the whole game. Yeah. And one of those times is when we're killing him. And so it's really kind of the looming threat of Corypheus more than yeah. Corypheus it's, it's kind like, of himself. Yeah, it's like the idea of Corypheus is that, like, yeah. which I think is an important thing. Yeah. Particularly um, like Sarah has this whole freak out when you first get to Skyhold. She's like, well, if Corypheus is real, then that means the old gods are real, which means the magisters were real, which means he entered the Black City, which was mm. real, which means the maker was real. You know, yeah. so it's this, it's what Corypheus represents in how he messes up the, yes. the plot that's, yeah, no, that's so Sarah important. Sarah is definitely a lot smarter than some people give her credit yeah. for. Um, she definitely reduced that down to, holy crap, here are the consequences of this guy being alive and mm-hmm. doing his evil thing. Yeah, I think yeah. I think we did talk a fair bit about Corypheus last week yeah. in terms of plot. Yeah. I'm not sure how much else we really want to cover him because what he does is more more interesting than who he is. Mm. I mean, I, I'm quite, I am quite interested in his backstory. You know, I'm quite interested in the whole Tevinter Magisters entering the, yes. the yep. Black City. Is is quite um, well. That's the the actual start of Dragon Age Origins, isn't it? They have the whole um, storybook role where they say they're explaining the origin of Darkspawn. Yeah, and and and, and that's what Corypheus is. He's a Darkspawn. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's one of the original Darkspawn. I don't remember exactly, but it's they they start the entire franchise by talking about Tevinter Magisters who broke into the Golden City mm-hmm. and become the first Darkspawn. Um, so that is at the core of what the franchise is about. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. And I, I do find it quite interesting that in the Origins DLC, Awakening. Oh, yep. Yep. In Awakening, you meet um, the architect yes. who is who is Similar, the same the as Corypheus. Yeah, he's, he's one yep. of the Magisters who broke into the Black yep. City and – He's been turned into a weird, messed up Darkspawn because of it. Yes. But he, 
interestingly doesn't have the same weight as Corypheus. He doesn't have the same power. He's not as important to the franchise and you can just kill him pretty easily. Yeah. Versus Corypheus who we killed and literally he's still there. He comes yeah. back. Yeah, comes back and back. Um, but that was really about his life force being kind of tied to the dragon. Was that it what? was he escaped inside a Grey Warden. He, his life energy went into one of the Grey Wardens in the prison. So why did we get to kill him at the end of Inquisition? Oh, that's a really good question. I thought it was something about the dragon being somewhat of the source of his power. Oh, maybe. Because it was almost like a bit of a Horcrux thing. Right. Um, yes, it, it is because... I think the, it might yeah. have been a throwaway line to give you a reason yeah. why you could kill him at the end of the game. And yeah, win. you're right. It is something to do with the dragon. Yeah, the dragon represents his ability to leap into other bodies and because they get rid of the dragon, he... Because reasons, yeah. said Bioware. Oh, the Inquisitor then uses the anchor to seal the breach and hurl Corypheus into the Fade. So he may actually not be dead dead. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. righto. Cool. <laughs> The things you learn. Yeah, good. <laughs> anyway, so we'll see. We'll see in Dragon Age 4 where that goes, whether he's back. Um, Here's our hot take. Yeah. This might not be dead. <laughs> I mean, he's pulled pulled the same shit before, so. Um, yeah, and so then aside from our hero and our villain, we have probably the most important characters in terms of, it, like, who you care about in the story are the your companions and your advisors. Yes, definitely. Um and I mean they've there's a very it's a very diverse cast of people. Super different. Yeah. I don't understand why they weren't like beating each other up in the hallways yeah. or something. I suppose that's why they all have a different spot in Skyhold. Yeah. It's not like Origins where they're in a camp <laughs> all together. Getting on each other's nerves. I guess. Yeah. But yeah, you've got Cullen in his little room and you've got Leliana in her rookery and you know yep. Josephine doing her thing and you know, yeah. you just keep them away from each other because they may kill each other. <laughs> They are so different. Yeah. So yeah. So we have those three: Cullen, Josephine, and Liliana, who are your your advisors. So they're like your buddies, but they don't fight. Yes. They they're like your they your are, political friends. Yes. They are romanceable, except well, half except of them. Liliana. Half of them are. No, you're right. Just Liliana. Yeah. Um. So so of of the three advisors, you can romance Cullen and Josephine. Yes. Of the companions, you can romance everyone except for Cole, Varric, and Vivian. Vivian. Yes. That's right. I didn't really think about Vivian, but you're right. Yeah. I love Vivian. Oh. Yeah. She's she's one of my favorites. Besties. Yeah. So and and, and it's kind of cool. They've got a really good balance. You've got three of each. Class, so we've got our yeah, three. It is. I often think about that when I'm choosing my party members, yeah. and yeah, it sometimes works. I mean, it actually did feel like a loss in my recent playthrough. I told Cole that he was a demon, so I told him just go away. But and he's then, your stabby dagger. He's my stabby dagger rogue, yep. and I thought, oh, well, I was an archer, <laughs> and I kind of wanted Sarah in my party because her banter is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, so I ended up respecking her as a dagger road, which had kind of mixed results. It was sort of okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, it worked on paper, but it was just a bit weird, you know, and seeing her with her little daggers, you know, sticking <laughs> out over her shoulders was just a yep. little bit of a break in the, um, in the, in the character form. Yeah. I you just got to do a suspension of disbelief kind of, yes, kind of moment. Bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So, I mean, you know, you start off with Cassandra, Varric, and Solus, who, you know, Varric, we know from Dragon Age 2, he's our buddy, he's our, our mate with his his crossbow. Yeah. Cassandra is, you know, she's starting the Inquisition. She's one of the most instrumental people. She can become divine along mm. with Liliana or Vivian. And Solus, who, as we discussed last week, turns out to be a traitorous bastard. Basically Loki. Yeah. Yep. What a dude. But not as good looking as Tom Hiddleston. No. <laughs> He's an egg. <laughs> not Tom Hiddleston. No. Solus. Solus. There's a lot of memes. There's a lot of like egg memes. Yeah. Oh, have you Facebook. seen the one where they've superimposed Kevin Spacey's face over Solus? Yeah, no, it's really. Oh, my God. It's a bit uncanny valley. It's just really weird. <laughs> it's very strange. Yeah, that sounds weird. Yeah. I'll, I'll, you'll have to send it to me. Maybe I'll share it to the Facebook page. On the, on the page. Facebook yeah. page. <laughs> Shit, and freak out your entire listening base. It's great. So basically, well, one of the things I really found interesting is that everyone except for Solus can leave. They can bugger off. Yes. They can they can tell you to... Oh, Cassandra can't either. Oh, Cassandra can't. Okay. Yes. So the p- two people that I that I pissed off the most, essentially, in my recent yeah. playthrough cannot leave. Right. <laughs> so they just get They're super, trapped. super angry, but they can't do anything and about super, it. super, super drunk in Cassandra's <laughs> case. not happy at all. <laughs> not happy, Jan. Oh, dear. Yeah. But it's great. They told me what they thought of me, but I didn't want to be an Inquisitor in the first place, so (laughs) that's on them. (laughs) Yep. That's Cassandra's fault. Yep. So, I mean, I I guess probably the two – well, the character with the most interesting story, I would have to say, is probably Blackwall. Yes. Well, interesting in terms of – twist, Mm. I guess, and – Which is really – so – for those who don't know or have forgotten, Blackwall is our Grey Warden friend, but it turns out he's not actually a Grey Warden. He's <laughs> impersonating a Grey Warden, which is why the calling didn't affect him, why he didn't fall uh, susceptible to yeah, Corypheus' didn't get enslaved wiles. by the Venatori. Yep. And his real name is Tom Rayner. And um, I, in my, in my first playthrough, didn't do any of this. No. I barely had anything to do with Blackwall. No. I never knew any of this. And then I played Trespasser. He didn't rock up. He didn't come back to see me. I thought we'd been pretty good buds, but <laughs> apparently not. And his his um, all of the codex entries and stuff said Tom Rainier. And I, and I messaged you, Jenna, didn't I? Yeah. I was like, who the hell is Tom Rainier yeah. and why has he replaced Blackwall? I was a little bit proud because of the things that um, kind of go on between us discussing Dragon Age, quite often I kind of get left on the other foot going, hang on, what? what is going on? Because I get really locked into a certain way of playing it and I just like adore it and we'll just replay yeah. it. I'm just really boring like that. And so often um, you will say, no, no, you can do it this and it's a whole other thing and you will send me off on an exploration. Yeah. Uh, but in this case you were saying, what's the deal with Tom Rayner and where is Blackfall? And I said, mate. <laughs> Have I got a story for you? You need to pay more attention to that guy because yeah. he has some secrets. Um, yeah. So it's very cool. And it's it's a good story. It's a pretty good. Yeah, and it was and, well and you done. can choose whether he gets redemption or whether he gets punished for his crimes yes. or, yeah. Yeah, and it depends. And the, the romance is sweet too. Yeah. So it's quite nice. It's well yeah. done. Yeah. He builds your wooden rocking horse, I think. Aww. He's a bit sweet. Sweetie pie. But, yeah, I, I feel that there was sort of a bit of a missed opportunity for there to be – I mean, there's some Darkspawn in 
the Western approach when you're mm. going kind and of up and over into the Venatori stuff. Yeah, there's a couple in the Storm Coast as well. Yeah, so I feel there's a missed opportunity there to really catch Blackwall out in that he can't. Yeah. He's not actually a warden. He yeah. can't sense Darkspawn. Like yep. he doesn't. I really feel that that he should have had some interaction with Darkspawn and been like really hopeless. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, I mean, he does. He interacts with Corypheus, I suppose, a little bit. I guess. But yeah, which it 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 did annoy me in the game that there weren't more Darkspawn because Corypheus is the he's the OG Darkspawn. Yeah. He, Darkspawn should be his his whole deal. Mm. Um, yeah, it was a bit strange, but yeah, I, especially I, since like the architect could make Darkspawn sentient and talk, yes. and you know, yeah. But Corypheus doesn't seem to have cottoned on to that, which is a bit of a shame. Um. I mean, yeah. like from from my perspective with these companions, I really love. There's some fantastic queer representation. Mm, so yes. we've got um, Iron Bull, my fave. He's he's bi. We've got Sarah, who's gay. We've mm-hmm. got Dorian, who's gay. We've mm-hmm. got Josephine, who's bi. Um, and so yeah, my my first playthrough, I actually was a female Canari and I romanced Iron Bull. Mm-hmm. Um, they were a very imposing power couple, I'll tell you that. Wow, yeah, and I, I also imagine. I also learned that Iron Bull is really kinky and into bondage, <laughs> um, which is just like a great a great subplot. I love that yeah. so much because he's like... Because he's, he's like, submissive, right? No, no, no. no oh, no, no he's, he's dumb. He's dumb because okay. he's like, you're in charge all day. Now you need to not be in charge. Oh, yeah, that's right. No, I remember, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. And yeah, and also Iron Bull with his bull's charges have Krem, who is trans. Which yeah. how often does that happen? Such a good character. Yeah, so good. I I, I really um, I, I I'm kind of upset that Krem doesn't have a bigger role. You know, um, that Krem could have made a fantastic um, yeah. party member. And I hope Bioware are listening to the buzz about because <laughs> yeah. the fandom loves Krem yeah. and definitely yeah. is the feedback that I got, the sense that I got from other fans that yep. they just loved him and just yep. want more of that. So hopefully Bioware can see that and take that on board for the future. Yeah, and I mean there were a couple of issues with Krem in as much as I think the Inquisitor's default position is being like really ignorant and asking dumb questions. Yep. Um and of course, that Krem is voiced by Jennifer Hale, who is a cis woman, which is not ideal for not a trans great. man. No, um, but you know, it's really cool. It doesn't even get re- revealed unless you are friends with them, and it's mm. then just a thing that they mention, and then you can talk to Krem about it. Yeah, um, you know, because most of the time, if you get a trans character in media, it's like, oh, hey, here's this character. They're trans. Mm. You know, <laughs> like the first thing you learn about them is yes. that. Yeah, um, it's important. Yeah, so and, and and I and I do think Bioware is aware of of the buzz of the the love for Cram and the love for the for all the all the queer representation they've got. Yeah, and I think it was important that Bioware chose to not just have queer characters who can swing either way depending on what the what the player wants, but characters who are queer and you don't have a choice over whether yeah. they will love you or not. Yep. Like, and, and, I mean, that works even with, like, races. Like, Cullen yep. isn't interested in dwarves or Canari. Yeah. And that's that's not ever really mentioned. It's no. just he's not into you. And if, people will just accept that. Yeah. <laughs> but, I, you know, there were the odd occasional voice people saying, oh, I really wish I could romance Dorian as a female. I yeah. don't know. I mean, 
Obviously. I, I, I mean, Dorian and Sarah, the two gay characters, are pretty gay, both yeah, of them. Like they're definitely. <laughs> so wow. Sarah is like quintessential like archery lesbian. Yes. That that's that's a new archetype I'm starting. <laughs> archery lesbian. Oh, so good. But Sarah, my my partner doesn't like Sarah. Just something about her annoys me, uh, annoys him. And there are other people who I've seen are really annoyed by Sarah. Yeah. And she does have that real kind of childish yeah. faux kitty. Well, it's not really faux. She does have that kind of lighthearted playfulness mm. to her, but it kind of goes a bit extreme yeah. sometimes. And, and I, I really love that she gets pissed off when people don't take her seriously because yeah. of that. Yeah. Um, so it's a bit really Sarah, but <laughs> but she does. And as I mentioned before, she is really smart. Like she doesn't she gets frustrated that people don't understand that friends of red jenny concept that yeah that common people can have power mm-hmm. in terms of having a network and you know everybody has somebody who's emptying their chamber pot and yep. you know if you're an asshole then you deserve to have your chamber pot emptied somewhere you might not like <laughs> and someone may steal your pants <laughs> yep um so yeah she gets really frustrated that that the, the Inquisitor just doesn't seem in a lot of dialogue options to get yeah. the whole Red Jenny thing. Yeah. Um, I did find it very hard um, when, I, when I wanted to be friends with Sarah. It was hard to choose dialogue options that, that supported her, that understood her. That Yeah. Yeah. It was a little bit um, stagnant, I suppose, yeah. in that, that, yeah, you don't sort of have a choice to be 100% understanding about the whole thing. You kind of are very but, hey, I'm not sure about this Red Jenny thing and, hey, why didn't you bring any of your friends with you to help the Inquisition? And she's like, no, you don't get it. It's a network. <laughs> People are anonymous. Yeah. I don't actually know that random person that needed help in Orlay. Like they just needed help and so we helped them. So we sent someone, yeah. we are champions of the downtrodden. Yeah. You know? And, and it's cool that that was because that's uh, the, the Red Friends of Red Jenny are an organisation that we see in in Origins. You yes. know, they, they exist previously in the world Mm. um which was pretty cool because i think most of the most if not all of the companions are they all sort of represent one aspect of theta's society you know so you have blackwall who is from the gray ward they all have a faction yeah cassandra is the is the except solace chantry (laughs) well solace (laughs) is the elven gods i suppose (laughs) um i suppose cole is a demon you know um and Dorian is pretty interesting. Yes. He's um likely to be important in, in yes, the A4. We're going to Devinter. We're going yep. to see the Vince. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, we found out in Trespasser that Dorian becomes ambassador. Yes, I remember that. Yep. Yeah. Mm. Um and of course one of the really cool choices you get to make that um has an effect on Trespasser and hopefully going into the future is who becomes divine. Yeah, that's interesting. And I, I'm not sure I've quite got a handle on the kind of dialogue and choice mechanics mm. that influence who becomes divine because tends to be when I play the game, don't really, sounds bad, I don't really care that much yeah. because I'm never really heavily invested in, I'm I'm not really into Vivienne anywhere sure. near the same way that you are and yeah. you love her. And so I and Cassandra, I can take her or leave her and Liliana is still a little bit jerky right. for me. I just can't, yeah. yeah. She's cool and she's very cool in um, in Hush Whispers when she gets yeah. all like 
super angry about things that have happened and she's yep. all shriveled and you know. yeah like 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 a post-traumatic stress so I, Leliana I definitely yeah. like Leliana a lot more than I did in Origins yep. um, in Inquisition but yeah, well, I'm I mean, just I know not it's super interested in the characters and sure. so uh, it's cool I think that that you influence who becomes the divine but mm. I don't really mind who is the divine right. and um from the slides at the end, I think I've seen all of the kind of codex mm. kind of bit at the end that mm-hmm. shows you what happens when each one becomes divine. And it seems like in different ways neither of them is a absolutely fantastic, no, perfect no. divine. They're all, they're in all different ways they kind messed of up, yeah. mess up. Yeah, well, because I know that um, like I think – Cassandra tends to be very conservative, whereas Leliana is a bit more forward thinking. Mm. But then they rebel yeah, against can, Leliana, I think. Uh, yeah, well, there's, yeah, she has to put down rebellion yes. against her. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, if you're friends with Vivian, you can put her name forward. Because, you know, even because, though she wasn't an option. Even though she wasn't an option, but you can make yeah. her an option. Yeah. Uh, in which case, she's the first mage to be divine, which is like wow. insane. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. And um and of course each one of them whoever you choose they are divine Victoria that that's that's yep. their name mm. um that's like the hero of Ferelden yeah this is what Bioware will refer yeah. to them as and you put whatever label you want to underneath that yeah and of course that feels a lot like Bioware future proofing your yeah. decisions because they can then refer to divine Victoria no matter what yeah. your choice was we're on to you Bioware we yeah. know your tricks. <laughs> We know we we know you learned your lesson from from the <laughs> lands meet. I enjoy feeling like I'm speaking directly to Bioware when in fact, <laughs> fact I'm definitely not. <laughs> Don't add us. Uh, and I mean, um, there's um, there's one person who kind of almost is a companion, or I feel like should be a companion, which is Scout Harding. Yes, I actually really love her, and I lots love of love for can, her in the fandom. And yep. you can be flirty with her, mm. and you can—I think in Trespasser you can do an actual romance with her. Oh, I didn't see that. I'm pretty oh, sure that's you can. Cool. Yeah, definitely. Um, there are a few little um, love heart dialogue yeah. options, so you do get to flirt with her when she's doing her little scout report. Yeah, at the start of seeing a new area, um, which is cute. Um, no, she's just a cool little character. She kind of reminds me of someone I used to work with, so her oh, really? face is quite similar. And <laughs> so, yeah, no, it's very cute. Apparently she has a crush on Dorian. Aww. <laughs> According to the to the wiki. Oh, that's it's very so cute. sweet. Very sweet. Very tragic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can you can have a romantic relationship with her in Trespasser. Okay. Yep. Jenna, do you have like one ultimate favorite character from from Inquisition? I would probably have to go with my little origin loving heart in saying Morrigan because I, as I've mentioned before, she's just so fantastically voiced by yeah. Claudia Black and just puts so much spunk into every every line that she delivers. Um, and just knowing her history so well and mm. just her struggles with Flemeth and yep. just interactions with her in the past. And there are other Origins characters that turn up, like obviously Leliana was a big part of previous games. But um, Morrigan, yeah, I thought it was super cool when she when she turned up in Wicked Eyes, Wicked Hearts, and the fact that she has quite a big presence in the rest of the yeah. game. 
kind of validifies the fact that I sort of stalled halfway through the game and, and that I said to you, wouldn't it be cool if Morrigan was in it? And you sort of looked at me and go, yeah. keep, keep playing, keep playing. And I was like, yes, Morrigan's in it. <laughs> Otherwise you would have said, yeah, wouldn't that be great? Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, I enjoyed having her there and it was great to revisit the character and also develop her further mm. in sort of her and relationship with her mother. I was about to say her relationship with her mother. And now that she herself is possibly a mother. Yeah, yeah, which is definitely my sort of headcanon. I keep, yeah. I keep my Kuslin alive. For sure, hundred percent. Yeah. So there is a a baby out there. <laughs> yep, little Kieran. Little Kieran, for good or ill. Little Kieran, who's like part old god, part elven god, part mm. grey warden. <laughs> yeah, it's very strange. Mm. Very I feel strange. like he's either going to be like super important or just not at all. Because you know, there's been other times in the previous games when I've gone like, oh, this is going to be really important and then it just isn't. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, technically you could argue that he's heir to the throne of Ferelden. Yeah, you could. Well, I mean, if he's Alistair's kid, you can, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, not, not if he's Logan. No, no. <laughs> well, Logan's generally, by the time <laughs> that happens, by, by the time that all goes down on, yeah. my, on my, you know, core Origins playthrough <laughs> that I revisit every now and then. Yeah, I mean, there, there are characters that we haven't touched upon. As we said, it's just a massive cast of characters and mm. I'd probably give a shout out to some of the minor kind of townsfolk Mm. people in the Inquisition because they're really cool to chat to sometimes. Oh, yeah, yeah, like um, the, the potion maker. And, yeah. yeah, and I find it really sad that when a haven gets attacked, you have to save them mm -hmm. and sometimes I just don't get there quick yeah. enough. It, it actually is really hard it's to really, save them all. And I'm yeah. just like, oh, no, there's Maynaeve. I must save her. And then I was like, oh, no, and Adan just died because yep. I didn't get to him I always enough. lose Adan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. And... um. I remember having a good old chat to Thren, the quartermaster, oh, yeah. who's very pro Loghain yep. and just wanting to slap her across the face because she was just being very um, alternate history about Ostagar. Right, and I was yeah. sort of going up and, and thinking, shouting inside my head, you don't know anything about Ostagar. I was there. You just have an opinion. Oh, my God. You don't. You haven't lived the Ostagar. Um, but it's really important. Having Ostagar flashbacks <laughs> like helicopters in the distance. And oh, man. Oh, man. How did Ostagar not hook you into Origins? <laughs> because I feel I feel that shit in my soul. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dear. Very good. Very good. Um, but, yeah, I, th I think that was cool to have those minor characters who do have different views mm. that are perhaps not generally kind of addressed in the game and and when you actually get to skyhold um thren actually gets demoted from quartermaster because there are so many other people in the inquisition now that i think it was maybe leliana who just had a quiet word to her and said <laughs> oh, you either that. need to tone down the pro Logan stuff this is in my playthrough where Logan is actually the warden right, so yeah. you know Logan's you know out there in the world and didn't get <laughs> At the lands meet. So, you know, Leliana's sort of like, you know, toned down the extreme political views <laughs> or maybe <laughs> oh, shouldn't geez. be the quartermaster anymore. And she gets replaced by this this kind of um, anxious sort of guy called Samoris who's Aww. only there because his family has connections and can get stuff for the Inquisition. 
And like they've got so many allies now. Surely they could get someone <laughs> who actually is like really good at being a quartermaster. Like yeah, they yeah. have to look after thousands of soldiers now. Having a conversation with this guy who's just started this post and he's saying, oh, and you're asking him questions like, what are your qualifications? And every time he says, my family can do this and my family can do that. And at the end of the conversation, you say to him, so why are you the right person for this job? And he's like, I don't know. I'm just making it up as I go along. <laughs> yeah, excellent. That's exactly what we need. So, you know, it's those kind of little touches to <laughs> characters that, you know, they don't have a dramatic impact on the game, but it's, you know, sometimes you need to talk, well, you don't really need to talk to the quartermaster. You just have to, you know, push X on the table to yeah, look at yeah. your requisitions. Um, but there's a there's a character standing there who someone has thought about and mm-hmm. written some script for and actually, you know, given a bit of life to yeah. and not just some blank-faced NPC who will, you know, sell yep. you potions. And yeah, just the fact that they have names and aren't just yeah. labelled as quartermaster, you know. Yeah. Yep. Oh, it's good. I love it. Yeah. Character is something that Dragon Age is very rich in, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, I agree. Well, we should probably wrap up there for this week um, or we'll just be talking about like all the hundreds of different we, characters. We could keep going. We, we could. could keep going. We have not even scratched the no. surface of <laughs> the many, many characters that no. are in Inquisition. Um, but, you know, we t- we talked about some of our favourites and I think that kind of covers it. Yeah, prob- probably the only main, I guess, person we didn't really talk about is Cullen, which I think is oh, he's fairly straightforward, I Poor think. Poor Cullen. That's kind of his thing. Yeah, he's pretty straightforward. He's, he's tortured. Yeah, he's he's been he's been really messed up by some Templar crap in the past yeah. and now he's addicted to lyrium and yeah. he's in withdrawal. If you have a bit of a saviour thing, then yeah. definitely romance Cullen because <laughs> you just get to sort of keep the guy together and give him something <laughs> to live for. But, yeah, that, that, that I guess kind of wraps it up nicely. Some people mm. were like that Josephine character. I wasn't really... I'm not super into Josephine. I wasn't super no. into her either. She was just a little bit too goody goody for me yeah i mean she's nice i I, I don't mind a chat with her but i don't know i I haven't ever romanced her or anything yeah i think i think my partner did on one of his playthroughs i think he did i saw some snippets of it but of course you don't really have to romance a character to be able to see what that's like because you can just jump on youtube and see somebody else who's played it and uploaded it um and be like oh hey that that that's the cutscene that happens when you do this this and this and okay cool yeah excellent so thank you for joining us again, Jenna. It's been a great time. Yes. Yay. Um, one more. One more. We'll be yeah, we'll be one back again next done. week. We're gonna talk about the game mechanics. We're gonna talk about how the game works. Yes, and how badly I play this game, even though I love it so much. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Look, we've we've established on this podcast before that I'm not actually very good at playing games. <laughs> Me neither. So <laughs> Me neither. don't worry, great. you're in you're in similar company. Thank you, as always, to Zane C. Weber from That's Not Canon Productions. Thanks, Zane. And if you'd like to catch up with us on social media, you can follow us at Cutscene Saga. Or if you want to talk to us at length, you can send us an email, cutscenesaga at gmail.com. Thanks. We'll see you next week. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. 
And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.